Hey everyone, I hope you're doing well today. Welcome to episode 106 of Leading Lightly. I'm excited to talk about a concept that uh, I, I came to realize a long time ago, and that is measuring the cost of being right. Then we'll get into the solution to this, but how many times do you sit back and really think of what is being right costing you and costing your organization? Hi, this is Kirk Kinnear. I'm here to support leaders that know what it feels like to carry that heavy burden, who care about their staff and want to make an impact in the organizations they're leading. My commitment to you as a current leader is to give you company and to bring you to a place of leading lightly. Many years ago, I was leading a staff retreat with about 45 staff. It was an incredible retreat located out on the eastern slopes of the Rockies, beautiful place. And I was leading this retreat, and we had a department that had rejoined our our bigger department. I was kind of welcoming them by getting them to present on a topic. This topic was... Uh, youth leadership development or youth sport development model. And it, I found it really fascinating. I thought, you know, the best way to merge this this group into my team is for them to come in and bring some value. Then uh, have a little Q&A and then see if we can inject that into some of our organization. Because I, th- I thought that this was a pretty good model. I thought it was widely accepted, especially when it was presented by them, uh, I'd, I'd never heard any objections to it. So I, I let them present, and they did an excellent presentation for about 20, 25 minutes. And I'm sitting back, just kind of enjoying it, thinking, man, I've made a good call. This is going to merge this group into our department without any issues. And we end the conversation and start asking questions. One of the first people to to get up and ask a question basically said the entire model was worthless. There was no point and it doesn't fit with our department and all of these points that I hadn't heard until that moment. Uh, something I know about myself is I'm not actually that strong when I don't expect something to happen. I've learned, I've kind of taught myself not to freeze up in those moments. But at that time, I just sat there. And I'm not saying I always got this right. But in this moment, I sat there and I just listened. And I listened to these two groups have it out. And I thought it was just one person that had this opinion. And it turns out a whole bunch of people in my department had an opinion on this this sport development model that was very oppositional. There was actually a lot of opposition that I hadn't heard in this model. So here I had tried to merge a group into our department by getting them to bring some of their expertise to the table. Thought it was a pretty smart thing to do, only to realize that a bunch of people at the table knew about the model and completely disagreed with it. And here I had talked to a few managers and there was no issue, so I didn't really see this coming. Next thing I know, I got two groups going at it uh, in this meeting, and I'm just sitting here just freezing up, and people are looking at me. I was I was uh, still pretty new in leadership. I'd only been in senior leadership for like five years at that point, four years. 
and I'm sitting here listening to this fight and I couldn't believe it and I didn't do anything. So anyways, I eventually kind of re- recouped a little bit and tried to wrap it up. And I kind of stepped up and said, you know, thank you very much for presenting. It appears that there's some ideas in opposition and it's great to have this discussion, flesh it out. Um, we're going to take a break and we'll we'll get back after, you know, kind of called a commercial break as an emergency for me. And then I everybody started to leave. But the people stayed who were heated and I kind of resolved the conflict. I never knew people would be so upset about this topic. So after that, I talked to all the parties. I kind of I kind of quelled the issue and I sat there. And I had this moment where I was thinking about what had just happened. And I was thinking about everything that everyone told me about being a leader. What I heard was you got to be strong. You can't show vulnerability. Uh, you you got to lean forward. You got to do all these things. Meanwhile, something that I had set up had completely flopped on its face. I was even concerned if this this group would have joined our department and integrated Unfortunately, uh, it didn't work out that way. Um, or maybe fortunately, maybe they didn't fit properly. I don't, I don't know. But I figured this, this event would have definitely had some negative outcomes for my plan, basically. So anyways, everyone's on leave I, or on a break. They're out uh, playing something in the field and hanging out. And it's a really good group, so I wasn't too worried about it. But I was worried about the group that was joining us. If that was one of their first experiences, they get up, speak about their expertise, and basically told that it's all wrong from top to bottom. (laughs) And then a whole bunch of people on the team agreed with that, which surprised me, right? So I'm sitting here kind of debriefing this, and I had two options. I realized at that point that my first inclination was to not lean back, not pull back from this situation and just say, you know, this is the way it is and, you know, we're going to move forward. And, you know, like basically you don't fit because it was pretty clear they didn't fit. Or uh, the second option, which was much more uncomfortable to me, it was it felt like it was kind of against the grain for leadership, was to say, you know what, I'm sorry I did not expect this to happen. I did not know that there was such an opposition to this this model. And as a leader, it's okay that this opposition exists, but it wasn't okay that I let it roll out this way. And then to apologize. But there was something inside me that kept telling me that I was not supposed to apologize I was not supposed to kind of step down and uh and do this it's kind of interesting because over the next 10 years in leadership training the act of authenticity um became more and more prevalent in the language around around leadership but at this time I would say there was still a lot of I call it old guard leadership and it's not like every leader in this category is, but long-time leaders near the end of their career are I have shown themselves to be very uh, rarely 
likely to point out their own error in a situation. And this is who had kind of taught me how to do my leadership role up until this point. Even though I'd read a lot of stuff, most of the leaders that I've followed did never would apologize. They would never get up. They would never move uh, forward at any cost to them. They would always make sure to deflect it to somebody else and and then move it forward. And maybe, you know, like if you were to read between the lines, you'd be like, oh, I think it's pretty clear that they made a mistake. And they would know that they did, but they would never acknowledge it. So uh, this is the situation that I was in. So I actually reflected over the entire break of this retreat before everyone came back and then something came to me and that was the question what is the cost of me being right in this situation going to be to our entire department and this was a merger of four different departments so it's a pretty big department at this point um so what was the cost of me being right to this organization and I couldn't believe what kind of came into my head. And that was, it's not about being right. It's about doing right. And what I noticed when I started to think about what the whole premise would look like if I was talking about doing right, is it leans into values. It leans into what the organization you're leading stands for. It leans into the deeper cause of everything that is what you're leading. Meanwhile, being right leans into you. It leans into uh, a, a much smaller perspective than the perspective of doing right. This is the challenge that I'm going to present to you is when you're in a situation like that, sometimes, sometimes you have to be right. Like there's some situations where you might be like, ah, I'm not sure about this, but in this situation, I got to make sure that I'm holding my ground and I'm right through this. But in most situations for an entire organization, that needs to be outweighed by doing right. You need to shift your mindset from being right to doing right. And by focusing on doing right, you're going to be able to move your organization an awful lot further, an awful lot faster, tied to a lot deeper values than those that you hold or your management team hold. Because when they see you do that, when they see that you have to be right, they're going to all start being right as well. But if they see that you're trying to do right, then they're going to start trying to do the same as well. It is incredible just how fast your staff do what you do. They do mirror you. It's, it's incredible. Uh, it doesn't matter how old or how much more experience. We all follow leadership somewhere in some place in our lives. So after that uh, break, we all pulled together. And I basically did say that I did not, I was not aware that there was such a strong opinion that opposed this this method. And while it's okay to have an opinion, it shouldn't have been presented in this way. And I should have at that point when I saw this start to happen, I should have stepped in and not let the discussion continue as far as it did. So you see what I did in the apology? I was very specific. I said, here's exactly where I felt like I went wrong. 
and here's what I should have done. And then I said, I'm sorry. And that was the first time I've ever said sorry to like 45 people uh, after a very heated thing and really took it on the chin. And then what happened was other people stepped up and started speaking openly about this. But there was a moment after I said that where you could have heard a pin drop. And there were there were a lot of people there who worked with uh, a lot of kind of more old school leadership who were shocked that I did it. But then the whole group started to transition to this doing right mindset. And I said it, I said, this is not about being right. This is the thing that we have to do right. And even if we disagree with each other, we've got to do we've got to deal with this in the right way. And that wasn't the right way. A lot of relationships were mended after that, uh, at least within my team, no matter how people moved in and out of it, it was a big step. And it shifted the whole organization to focusing on values that are much deeper than each of us. It also significantly reduced our politics. And, and people think, um, uh, not being right is a sign of weakness. I think if you present it in the right way, it's actually a sign of strength. And when I'm talking about the right way, I'm saying not putting generalized apologies out there. You can't just say, I'm sorry. That's no good. You got to say, I'm sorry for this specific thing. And this is exactly why I'm sorry for it. And people will respect that. It's not a generic apology. It's a very specific apology. And it actually shows that you're strong in your weakness and you are focused on doing right over being right. That's what you have to learn in leadership. It's a very hard lesson to learn. And I hope by sharing this lesson, my experience through this, that it'll it'll kind of shift your perspective because there's a significant cost when you're focused on being right. But once you focus on doing right, everyone picks up the weight, everyone picks up the journey, and you can lead your life an awful lot lighter as everyone starts moving in the same direction, carrying that same load as a team. It sure makes life a lot easier. Thanks for listening. If you liked it, remember to subscribe. If you know other leaders who could benefit from leading lightly, feel free to share. For more resources, visit our website at leadinglightly.com.